Did you know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday once again. Um, hopefully it's been a good week and hopefully we're getting ready to start off a week um, on a solid foundation. Uh, last week, great conversation with Braxton and we talked about when it's time to break up with the bad boss. So if you haven't listened to that one or watched that one, um, check the podcast feed or you can go to, um, I've got it on Facebook. It should be on Facebook still and then uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel. Uh, so there you go. This week, we, I don't remember if I said what we're talking about this week. I think we just kind of wrapped it up with him and, uh, ended it there. So this week we're talking about how to stay a step ahead of the boss. Uh, this is where, and next week we'll be talking about stress management. How do we deal with (laughs) the stress that comes from dealing with the bad boss? So this week, I just have a few tips that we're going to break from the three that I've been doing. And uh, I've got a a handful of things that have worked for me. If I can come up with stories for each of these, I will. I don't know that I will, but just some, some things that will help you stay a step ahead. What it really boils down to is, uh, and I think I've talked about this a little bit in the past, there is a, um, an opportunity to be in control of your life, your career, your attitude, your mindset. Don't let your boss take that from you. Don't give that control to anybody else. It's not worth it. And we'll talk about some strategies that will help with that. And if we end up working together, then we can um, dig into that a little bit more deeply. It is easy, easy to do to let somebody else uh, be in control of our lives. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do, to just be at the mercy of circumstances or people. And because you don't have a lot of choices a lot of times. And so what you do have a choice about, I want you to, I want you to make the choices, your choices, um, be responsible. So you may not be able to choose your boss. Even if you choose your boss, things happen. Bosses change, um, companies change, things shift around. And so uh, when you have the bad boss, it's important to be in control. Take take responsibility for yourself. And we talked about that a little bit last week with Braxton. So we're going to continue that. We'll continue that theme. That absolutely is something that I found has uh, helped me when I was letting the boss be responsible for my life, for my uh, happiness. I'm, uh, I never was very satisfied. Um, I don't, the boss just doesn't care, does not care nearly as much as I do about my happiness and my, um, my job satisfaction. It is not your boss's responsibility to help you be satisfied with your job. So that's something that's 100% on you. And like I said, if you want to work with me on that, I can, um, help with specifics on your situation. Number one, 
These are some things that will help you stay a step ahead. Be proactive. Anticipate needs. One of the things that I found, it was really easy. I've told a story about the uh, the boss that I had who didn't speak to me for a month. It's hard to be proactive if you're not going to be um, willing to take a step to, to work towards working together. And especially if you're in a situation where you have to work together, then be the bigger person. Don't, <laughs> like I said, don't let their stubbornness or their um, attitude or their their negativity affect you. It's not, it's not worth it. Sometimes easier said than done. I know that. But being proactive. Anticipate the needs. What is it that the boss is going to need? Are there things that you know are always going to come up? Do you know that every first of the month, this report is due? So set a calendar reminder that this is, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make sure that I give it to the boss um, in advance. Make sure that if you can start a pattern, show that you're on top of things, that you are um, in, in aware of the situations, the needs and things like that. When, when there's a change, I had a situation where the boss asked me for uh, information on a, um, but, but it was, the request was really vague. It was really confusing. And so this kind of bleeds into the next uh, recommendation and that's communicate uh, effectively, develop communication skills, make sure that you understand exactly what is being asked for, uh, what exactly the expectation is. And so the the way that that pairs with anticipating needs is a simple fact of the matter is that you, as the operator, as the person in the job, even if the job is is the same thing that the boss has done previously, things change and they shift. And sometimes they shift so quickly that the boss is now out of touch with what what you're doing. And so sometimes the boss will ask for things that are just not realistic or they're not um, helpful. I had a situation, I'll, I'll talk about this one, where the boss, we had an issue with time cards. Time cards were not being um, completed accurately. They were not turned in on a timely basis. And, and that was one of the things that became one of the boss's top hot buttons for me. And so he asked for uh, a report. He wanted specific information by manager and he wanted to have copies of, of uh, summaries and things like that. And so a- in anticipating the needs, I was able to, f- to determine what it was really that he wanted. He wanted to be able to see that I was doing my job. Um, what he was asking for was not going to give him what he needed. And so where it kind of bleeds into communicating effectively, uh, I wanted to make sure that I understood exactly what he's trying to accomplish. So we got that out of the way. I understood, was able to clarify, he wanted to be able to solve this problem. We have too many time card errors. He wants to solve that problem. Okay. So what you're asking for is not going to solve that problem. It may not even be um, the 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 method to identify what the real root of the problem is, and so communicating you can you can throw out ideas, make recommendations um, again because the boss is and this is not meant in a pejorative way I'm not trying to be negative about the boss, but the boss is disconnected if they've been the boss, if they've been out of your role for any period of time and they're asking for something new they may not understand what it's going to take to get 
what you need to provide or what they want you to provide. And so communicate clearly. And it might be helpful to practice, to um, discuss with a peer, with a, uh, a coworker, with a, a trusted friend, to make sure that you understand how to communicate your message, that what you're asking for is not possible for me to provide, or what you're asking for is not going to provide the information that you're looking for, or what you're asking for is um, not available. I've had situations like that in the past where the boss wanted information that just simply didn't exist. So, but you need to communicate that and you need to be communicating effectively. It's not a blame game. It's not you're out of touch. You don't understand. It's I'm trying to help you solve this problem. This path is not going to solve the problem. So let's explore uh, alternate, um, alternate solutions. And then whenever you can, get it in writing. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, that actually is the next one I, I think I want to talk about is document, document things. Um, my, most of my bosses at the end of the year would ask me to write my, my self review. I always thought you're the boss. You should be writing my review for me, but the self review is going to be a lot easier if you have documentation, if you have things that you've done. Um, I had a file, for example, I called it my brag file, all the things that I did where I was going above and beyond all the things that I did where I was uh, taking a leadership role, all the things that I'd done that, wa- that were being recognized by the higher-ups. I would document that. I would put that in a, in a file in my email. I would have uh, copies of, of programs and spreadsheets and things like that that I had created to support some of those things. And so document things from that standpoint, that's going to start building evidence for you that you have value, that you're creating a great deal of worth for your boss, for your team, for the company. But that also is going to help you in the event that the boss comes back and tries to change the uh, the request. If you can get something in writing. Sometimes, uh, now I've had bosses a little bit uh, tricky, <laughs> probably the easiest, the, the most um diplomatic way of saying it. I had bosses that did not like putting things in writing because then it made it very easy to go back and say, here's what you said. It's in writing. Here's what I delivered. It's exactly what you asked for. So some bosses like to be a little bit more slippery than that. So number one, if they send a text asking for something, you've got it in writing. You can get screenshots. If they send an email You've got it. If you're having a face-to-face conversation, the way to document is then you can follow up via text or via email. Um, Dear boss, my understanding of our conversation today is that you expect this output or this result. Please confirm or please let me know if I've missed anything. And then, especially if you've got somebody who's a little bit slippery, then you can show a read receipt. Put You can put some, some language in there that suggests that if I've missed anything, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to proceed as I've outlined here. So now you've got yourself covered. So um, if they come back and say, you didn't provide what I asked for, here's my understanding. I made it very clear. Here's the date that you opened the email. You haven't replied. You haven't let me know of anything. And so in the event that you need to cover yourself, you've got that. But make sure you're you're documenting things. 
for one for you because um, there's something I I put it out on uh, on social media. I don't think I've talked about it in the the podcast. Maybe I did bring it up last week that 60% of employees believe that their boss squashes their self-esteem. That's not, and we'll talk more about that as time goes on, but that's not, uh, why, why would you, why would you give the boss that kind of power? So if you document things and you can start building evidence for you, this is not evidence for the company. This is not evidence for anybody else. This is for you to see, these are the things that I'm involved in. These are the things that I'm contributing. That will just remind you that you're, um, that you're a, uh, a valuable hire. You're a valuable asset to the company. Next, develop skills. As you progress in your career, and even within the same job, you're going to find things that you're not great at or that you're not as comfortable with. I remember I had a job where I found that there were Excel functions that I did not know, but I knew they could help me out. So for example, I was at a company, I was a performance specialist, where really I was tracking team member performance. I was tracking attendance and punctuality and that sort of thing. So I was tracking things and I thought this is going to be a great, uh, I thought Excel is going to be a great way for me to, to track this. And I figured I could, I could put together a spreadsheet with formulas. I didn't have the skills, but I took a class and um, started learning I was, this is in the days before Google and YouTube and everything, but I was able to, to learn things. Uh, even back then, the help uh, documentation for Microsoft was, was valuable enough that I was able to take what, um, what I needed to do and I could figure out a way to create that. And so ultimately what I did, it was fantastic for me that I was able to create a system where for, I think I had 30 or so employees that I was tracking their attendance and punctuality. And on a weekly basis, I could track their attendance in this spreadsheet. And then I had summaries on a, on a summary page. I could print that out, cut it up, pass it out. Everybody could see exactly where they stood with their attendance and punctuality. I then um, shared that. It was fantastic where I was able to share that with other people in the same role, help them get the same job done. We all had the same job. And uh, it was a great help. And I found out after I had left the company many, many years later, they were still using just a, a slightly revised version of that. And so uh, develop skills can be very important for you to stay ahead, uh, a step ahead and share the resources, share with, with the people that you work with, the systems or the processes that you're finding success with. If you're struggling with something, if you don't have the skills, or if you're struggling with how do I uh, maintain employee files, or how do I uh, track this, or how do I create a a macro in Excel, or how do I um, use keyboard shortcuts, or whatever it is, ask for help. If there's somebody who's doing what you want to be able to do, ask for help. I have had many, many people ask me for help at a variety of jobs, and I always felt valued. It was fantastic knowing that my knowledge, my abilities, my skills were able to help other people uh, contribute to their jobs. I was helping them improve their skills. A couple more. Um, Ask for feedback. 
ask for feedback. And this is tough because you might get it. Uh, I remember my dad telling me one time that he was teaching the youth group at church and he would ask for feedback. And he told me he was scared every time because he these are 12 and 13-year-old boys. And he was afraid that they might actually have feedback. But he learned a tremendous amount. And so that's something also. Go to the boss when it's a uh, a good moment. You've got some time. The boss has got some time. And just ask, how am I doing? Am I missing anything? Am I falling short on any expectations? I've found that it is rare that people will um, jump up and, and offer you feedback when it's most important. And the most important time is as immediately as possible after the situation. And so if you're involved in a big project, if you uh, have had a presentation, if you have anything, that, especially if there's something new or different, ask for feedback. How did I do? What should I do next time? What would you recommend? People, like I was saying earlier, people love feeling helpful. So even if it's a bad boss, even if you just bristle at the idea of of asking for feedback, this might be a way that you can help work on strengthening that relationship. And then finally, like we talked about last week, have a backup plan. You're responsible for you. Don't put that in the hands of the boss. Have a backup plan if the backup plan involves boundaries, if it involves making sure that you're um, not violating the, your your ethical or um, uh, moral values, then, and my cat's coming in, <laughs> make sure that you're, that you're um, taking care of you. Have boundaries. We've talked a lot about boundaries in the past, but have a backup plan. Um, you are your biggest advocate and your biggest champion. Don't expect to get that from the boss. So if you can see that things are starting to go sideways, start to work on a backup plan. If it's finding a different job, if it's finding a a coach, for example, to work on strategies to work with difficult people, um, look for resources. And uh, that will help you out. That'll help you stay a step ahead of the boss. If If the boss doesn't have anything to complain about when it comes to you, it makes it easy. It makes it easy for them to not complain, and th- then hopefully you can be seen as an ally rather than as a, a liability. So those are some tips. Some tips on how you can anticipate um, what the boss is needing, how you can stay a step ahead. Next week we're going to be talking about um, stress management. So um, tune in next week. We'll do it at eight o'clock on Facebook and on the, the uh, podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to help. Visit my website, kenwilliamscoaching.com and download my guide to surviving the boss from hell. I've also put a link in the show notes. Don't forget to follow and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.